Well, I don't know about you guys, but during this whole like quarantine time, uh, I have gotten worse and worse at listening every single day. If you're living with your uh, with family or friends right now, you'll you'll totally understand what I'm saying. Uh, it was like the at the very beginning, um, my my wife and I we we put our kids to bed, and we sit down together on the couch, and it was like, how was your day? And how was your day? And even though we were literally together all day. Uh, there was nothing we could say to each other that we didn't already know. But it's like, we want to process, what can we do better? What do we need to change? How do, how do we grow together? Uh, that was the beginning. Uh, now here, kind of at the end, you know, one of us is putting the kids to bed, and you come out, and the other one's like, oh, hey, how was your day? Should we just go to bed? Is there anything else to say? Is there anything else to do? Uh, I don't know if you can relate, but there's something about this time that has made listening so much harder for me. Uh, and I, I, it's, an, it's an anxious time, it's a confusing time, and I, that certainly doesn't help. Uh, but there's something about this that just kind of makes our ears stop working. We just aren't listening. And uh, we're starting a new series today uh, in the Gospel of Luke. And uh, we're going to be exploring the teaching of Jesus, particularly in the parables. And parables are short stories that Jesus tells to illustrate who he is, the kind of kingdom that he's bringing into the world, and how we can participate in it and enter it. And I think part of the reason Jesus teaches so much in parables, I mean, this is probably what he's most famous for in terms of his teaching. I think part of the reason he uses parables is they uniquely have a way of getting into our ears, cutting through the distraction, cutting through the junk, and getting into our hearts. Um, one way to think about parables is they are like pictures for the ears, right? He's not giving you points in a sermon. He's saying he's illustrating what's happening in reality in these stories. And they engage us in a way uh, like few other things can. And that's why we want to talk about these parables. And there's no, it's no accident that our first parable in this series, and one of the most important that Jesus gives, is the parable of the sower. This whole parable is about listening to Jesus. And if we can understand this parable, it actually unlocks all the other parables. Jesus says that if you can understand this one, you'll be ready for the rest. And there's no accident Jesus focuses on listening because we struggle to listen. And maybe you're watching this and you're like me and you're a follower of Jesus, but you've just been, you've been filling whatever free time you have with distraction and self-medication to get through this time. This is for you. It's time to re-engage with Jesus and listen to him. Or maybe you're watching this for like a sermon like this for the first time in a really long time. And you are finally ready to listen to Jesus. You've been prepared in this moment. This is for you too. Because what Jesus is going to teach ultimately through this parable is if we, do, if we do not listen to Jesus, we will never know him. We may know about him. We may think we know him. We may put words in his mouth, but we will never truly know him until and unless we open our ears to listen to him. So if you have your Bible near you, let's uh, let's go ahead and turn to this passage. It's in Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 4. And there's just, I want to keep this really simple, you guys. So there's there's really just a couple things I I, want to talk about today. Uh, The first is, in this parable, we need to understand the seed that Jesus frames this whole parable around. So uh, in Luke chapter 8, verse 5, he starts his story this way. He says, 
a sower went out to sow his seed. And so the seed then becomes really the primary character throughout the rest of the parable. The seed is central to his story. And basically what we need to picture is like a farmer with a big basket in one hand, full of seed. And Jesus says, this farmer goes out, the sower goes out, he reaches in, he grabs a handful of seed and he just begins to scatter it. He just begins to broadcast it all over the place. This was a, a, a common practice, farming practice at the time. If you have been reseeding your lawn, like half of the Kansas City Metro, uh, you know exactly what this is like. You grab some seed, you throw it out, and you hope more of it sticks than not. Okay, this is, this is the picture Jesus is painting. Um, and Jesus says that the seed in this story is really important because later he'll actually tell us what it is. He describes the meaning of the parable to his disciples in verse 11. He says, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And essentially, here's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, here's my mission in a word picture. I'm the sower and I've come to share the word of God, which is the seed. Now think about this with me. The word of God is one of the the major driving themes throughout the entire Bible. In Genesis 1, God creates everything by his word. Throughout the story of the Old Testament, God calls Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by his word. He calls Israel by his word. The prophets speak to Israel and to the nations the word of God. This is an incredibly powerful theme in the Bible. And Jesus says, I have come to be the true word of God. I will share perfectly God's truth to the world. How God sees reality is how Jesus Jesus says, I'm going to share with you. That's the seed. It's the word of God. And what I'm going to do, Jesus says, is I'm going to take it in hand and I'm going, to, I'm going to throw it here, there, and everywhere. And some of it's going to land on this kind of soil, and some of it's going to land on this kind of soil, and some of it's going to land on this kind of soil. And depending on the nature of the soil, and we'll get to that, things will happen or things will not happen. Now, here's what's interesting to me about the seed. If you think about the seed as, as a metaphor for the Word of God, it's a really, really lame metaphor. And here's, here's what I mean. I mean, think about a seed. You can, it's, there's nothing to look at. It's, it's weak. It doesn't seem very powerful. It almost seems kind of passive, right? This, this is not the metaphor I want Jesus to give when he says, I'm going to share the word of God. I want Jesus to say, uh, the word of God is like lightning. It strikes. It's bright. It's loud. No matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, you stop, you stare. There is no argument. There's no doubt. There's no denying. Jesus says, that's not how my kingdom works. My kingdom, the word of God, is like a seed that I throw out and we have to receive. This is the key to this whole story. Jesus says, I, the seed is the same no matter where it falls. I'm sharing it openly and freely. But we have to listen if it is to have any effect on our lives. And Jesus promises, if you allow this seed in your life, it has dramatic transforming power. But you have to listen. You have to receive. And not just like a distracted kind of listening. You have to truly listen to Jesus if his uh, message is ever to transform our lives. And Jesus says all of that depends on what kind of soil you are. So that's our next point is we've got to know our soil. And Jesus actually gives, he gives four soils here in the story. And he essentially is saying, Anyone who hears my message is going gonna, is gonna to fall into one of these four categories. Um, and so what I want us to do, he, he gives these to us so that we can begin to self-diagnose. 
we can listen and say, okay, what, where am I today? What, what kind of soil am I? Where is my heart? Where are my ears today? Um, and I want to describe these to you just so we can begin to do that kind of self-diagnosis so that we can know our soil. So Jesus gives four soils. He says there's the soil on the path, there's uh, the rocky soil, there's the thorny soil, and there's a the good soil. So first he starts with the path. This is verse 5. He says, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Now, the key to this soil is that it is very difficult to penetrate. If you've ever been hiking on a trail, you know that the key, to, the key difference between a path and the forest is that nothing grows on the path. That's why it's visible, because it's trampled underfoot, the soil is hard, it's dry, nothing grows there. That's the key. It, it, the idea here is that it's a, it's a heart so hard, it ears so closed, that nothing Jesus says can penetrate. That's the soil, the, the soil on the path. It's like Jesus can say whatever he wants, it's going to bounce right, right off of you. It doesn't penetrate at all. And eventually, Jesus says, the birds of the air devour it. And he explains later, this is the evil one who comes and then takes away that word. Uh, but before Satan can do anything, we've, if you're the soil, you've denied it already. It's, it's, it's just sitting on the path for anyone to come and take. It's too hard to penetrate. Now, here's some things to ask yourself. If you're like listening to this right now, or in any conversation around spirituality, or around truth, or around God, <clears throat> or around Jesus, or the gospel, if you find yourself having zero questions, if you find yourself with zero intellectual engagement, zero emotional engagement, even if that emotion is anger or doubt, if you just if it's if 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 you're flatlining whenever you listen to anything like this, if your response is Jesus, I just don't really care. Okay, that's an indicator that you may be hard soil. Another way I think this can work is you approach. Jesus or the Bible like it's a, like it's a textbook. It's, it's something out there to look at, and it's interesting in and of itself, but it has zero impact. It has zero importance to my life, to how I view reality, to how I live, the choices that I make. It's, it's a total abstraction. Okay, that's also a sign of hardness of heart, hardness of hearing. The second soil that Jesus describes here is the rocky soil. Uh, and Jesus says these are the people who listen to the word, receive it with joy, but then the, the rocks come, right? The time of testing, the time of hardship comes, and because the seed has no roots, it fails. So when life gets tough, the Word of God fails. It's, it, it dies in their life. And the key here is, and, and Jesus is very clear, if, if, if we only follow Jesus when we're happy, if if the primary vision you have for Jesus' role in your life is to make you fitter, happier, and more productive, and one of those things is taken away, say, during a global pandemic, and you find yourself saying to Jesus, this is not what I signed up for, and I don't want you anymore, if, if, we, if hardship drives us away from Jesus, and not toward him. Because what Jesus isn't saying is that you can't come to him with your, your trouble. That's not true at all. But if in the time of testing, if in the time of trouble, you're moving away from him and not toward him, this is a sign of, of rocky soil in your life. There's no root, there's no depth. When the time of testing comes, you, you begin to wither. 
The third uh, soil is the thorny soil. And uh, essentially, Jesus, Jesus, this is the divided listener. So Jesus says, this is the kind of soil where the, the word of God penetrates their life. There begins to be growth. There's no fruit yet, but there's growth. But all of a sudden, all of the weeds around that word of God, that seed, begin to choke its life away. And, and Jesus gives several examples of what that could be, but I think it could be almost anything. It could be worry about life, it could be greed, it could be pride, it could be a, a vainglory, all, it could be any kind of competition. Any vo- it could be from our culture, of voices that say, actually, this is what the good life is, this is what a good person is, not what, what Jesus says, but what we say. Anything and everything that competes with his voice, this kind of soil allows these voices the same hearing that it allows Jesus. And it starves Jesus out. Now, I love how this, it's, it's the divided listener. It's, it's the ear, one ear listens to Jesus, the other listens to everything else. And I love how Pastor Tim Keller puts this. He's a pastor in New York City. He says, this kind of soil is the most miserable because no matter what's happening, you're discontent. You have heard enough of Jesus that you do not want to let him go. But you still, you, you still want to keep these other things in your life and listen to them just as much as you listen to Jesus. And so you're never happy with Jesus and you're never happy in anything else you're doing and you're just miserable. You're just discontent all the time. There's a, compete, there's a competition where fruit never develops. And here's, I think, the real acid test of this because to a certain extent, everybody has voices in their lives that are competing with Jesus. That's true of, of all of us. But here's, I think, the real acid test. It's the fruit. Jesus says there's no fruit. And I think what he means by that is there's no power, there's no change in your life. So Jesus says there's no fruit with this soil. So you're not growing. You're just as impatient and joyless and angry and lustful or whatever and as jealous as you were five years ago. There's no change there. You have no, so there's no internal change. There's no character change. And there's no external change. There's no effect that you bring on the environment around you. You're, 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 you're stuck and you know it and it makes you miserable. Okay? That's, I think, the real acid test. There's no power. There's no change. There's no fruit. Because Jesus says, if you receive my word, fruit will be born in your life. Miraculous fruit. Okay? It's, not our, it's not our doing, but it's, a, it's the acid test. Our lives bear fruit when we receive the, this word. And that's really the point of the last soil, the good soil. Jesus says, these are people who listen, they receive, they can endure hardship. They have roots deep enough that can endure hardship and they grow. They grow in season, they grow out of season. They grow, there's fruit. There's always fruit in their lives. They bear fruit in their relationships. Their marriages look different. Their parenting looks different. Their friendships look different. Their workplaces look different. The work they do is different. Because this, this isn't just like spiritual works, right? This is the work we've been called to, to love our neighbor. Whatever God's called you to do uh, with uh, your, ma- your, your main contribution in life, there should be fruit. There should be fruit there. Your workplaces should change. Your relationships should change. Your home should change. There's fruit. And it's going to grow at different rates at different times. That's not the point. Jesus says there's fruit. That's what good soil is. And here's the point. The point is the fruit. And Jesus gives us these categories, not to condemn us or to discourage us, but to help us to see where we are 
and to offer that if we listen to him, if we, if we begin to allow his word to penetrate our lives, there's nothing, he can make anyone into good soil. Anybody can be good soil. If we listen, it's not too late. And this is why Jesus ends this whole parable with this command. He says, he who has ears, let him hear. Let him hear. It's an invitation. You can, you can still hear from me, Jesus says. He's implying here that whatever kind of soil, soil you are, you can have ears to hear him if you ask. Jesus can turn any soil into good soil. And this is what I want our main application to be uh, for, this, uh, for our time together, is that we would ask Jesus for ears to hear. Jesus, give us ears to hear because we're going to need them for the rest of this series. We're going to need to listen deeply to Jesus and not to the worry and the confusion and the anger and the doubt that, I, that surrounds us right now. We need to listen to Jesus' voice more than ever. And so we need the miracle of open ears from Jesus and open hearts, good soil in our lives. We need ears to hear where we can receive Jesus' word that it's personal to us, not just for them, but for us can penetrate the hard soil in our lives. We need ears to hear that can dig up the rocks right, of, of hardship and pain and bitterness. Our roots can grow deep. We need ears to hear that can pull up the thorns that compete with Jesus' voice every day. We need ears to hear to become good soil that bears fruit in Jesus' kingdom. So if we don't, if you, if you find yourself here and you, if you, you don't have these ears, I, I I want, I want you to pray this simple prayer. Jesus, give me ears to hear. During, even just during this parable series, give us ears to hear, Jesus. I promise you when, you, when you are given those ears to hear, you will know Jesus. And there is nothing better than knowing Jesus.